everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch The Muppets Take Manhattan two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us once again, we have our very special guest back from last week. Who are you, very special guest? I'm Leslie Carrara Rudolph. <laughs> what? What a thrill! Wow. I know, it's exciting! <laughs> I'm so excited. I walked all the way here from last week. That's, <laughs> you've, been, you've been walking for seven days. You've been yep, walking for seven, seven days, days to get here. Amazing. Wow. And uh, like <laughs> like Ryan said last week, and like most of our listeners probably know, Leslie is, of course, uh, the performer of Abby Cadabby and many other characters on Sesame Street. And actually, yeah. I, I left this out of my notes, but are you five-time Emmy nominee? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, we should mention yes, that, Yes, I too. am. There you go. <laughs> Thank that you. Is, that is five more Emmys than both of us combined. <laughs> well, I didn't <laughs> win any of those Emmys. Right, right, right. I'm the Susan sure. Lucci of Aww. children's television. <laughs> but you know what? Susan won eventually. So there's there's still hope, right? Uh, <laughs> oh. That's okay. It's so weird. I feel like we're such a team sport. It always sure. feels weird to me. I feel like it should be cast. Oh, that would be good. You yeah. know? I, yeah, like, I feel like, you know, other shows get cast, but we are such a cast, you know? Um, so, anyway. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you're That's right. Cool. And and today, Leslie is joining us to talk about minutes 11 and 12 of The Muppets Take Manhattan, in which Martin Price gets arrested and Gonzo and Camilla get engaged. <laughs> so, but before, uh, before we do that, before they, can, before they can get engaged, Martin Price grabs Camilla and says, get back or the chicken gets it. And that's where we start. And what I love is that Camilla's wings are just flapping like crazy while he's holding her up as though she were a gun and like pushing her in yeah, like face. right away. So this, this is, I guess a radio controlled Camilla puppet at this point. I would think, yeah, I would think that there's a motor probably yeah. in her going, Okay, you know, so it's nonstop. Oh yeah. Unless so there's maybe somebody on, anybody. unless there's somebody on a control going what? crazy with the wings or it might, yeah. Okay. So know? it might just be like an on off switch. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it might just be that. Yeah, I mean, it certainly looks very mechanical. Like, yes. Um, but uh, I, I do. I don't want to skip over that when uh, he says, "Get back or the chicken gets it." One of the cops just kind of looks baffled and says, "That's a threat." Yeah, because I love that joke. I love like to me that's just like indication that we're the the Muppets are in the real world where a police officer doesn't care at all if a chicken gets threatened, right? No, like, no respect for chickens. It's just like, whatever, you yeah. know? But of course, Gonzo does care because he yells, please don't hurt her, take me. And Dabney Coleman says, whatever you say, pal, and grabs Gonzo by the nose. Yeah. And then he's shaking them both around, pushing them in people's faces. And so Gonzo uh, starts moving his arms and legs a little too. So that must be a radio controlled Gonzo or a mechanical. That or, has to be because I'm. Gonzo. Yeah, because that is just it's it, it's random. So yeah. 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 So you think somebody's controlling that? In that scene, I yeah. do. Okay. Um, the scene in the hallway where Gonzo is just kind of like 
dangling there, that's all Dabney. You know, that's what I thought too. Yeah, he's puppeteering them. So I'll let you keep going with <laughs> on your path because then I have specific okay. thoughts about that. Sure, um, but I do think it's really funny how he's like using them both as though they were weapons. Like he's like pushing them in people's faces. Well, yeah, it's like know? he's and, trying to use them as a human shield, but they're both so small. Right, right. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, okay, but what I want to point out is, is it's double duty. And yes, I said duty because he's not only using them. Okay, so his character is grabbing them as a weapon. Correct. He picks right. up the chicken, or the chicken gets it right, and he picks up, all, and then he grabs Gonzo. Right. But as an actor. He has to not only use them as a weapon, but he also has to hold them, you know, and give them life as if they were alive. So he's not, he becomes, the minute he grabs those two characters, he becomes a puppeteer because he has to make this believable at this point. You know, he has to put the energy in his arms. He has to make it look like she's struggling. Yes, you can just hold it and the, and the wings could go crazy, but he has to make it feel like there's a struggle in both of his arms and he is nailing it yeah. from the yeah. minute he grabs him. Yeah, you really believe that that these characters are moving on their own. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, he's totally stealing. He's got one like in a death grip and then he grabs the other one. And he's like, you know, so he's half, he's a little bit half, you know, into it. You know, when when he's walking, when he's walking through the, the crowd, you know, he lurches first with the, the chicken and then he like t- turns around and he backs up which is great how how um we never know how animal gets there so quickly i mean that's a split right, right. second yeah animal. that's right. true yeah, that's, from there that's, to there right well which i think is like part of the joke though right that like yeah. animal animal says bad man and then lurches forward but suddenly he's behind dabney coleman he's perched up in the doorway and yeah. then he says bad man again uh and and then Martin takes off down the hallway. Animals radio controlled there for sure. I mean, we see the whole oh, animal. Up there. Yeah. 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 When he's hanging in the doorway. And they also um, had to do um I mean he has to f- like fit <laughs> exactly in that doorway. So yeah, he he's definitely to, just like screwed it screwed in up there or something, right? Like Yeah, or that's um I forget what they call him, like a poser puppet or a um, yeah, so it's armatured. Armatured, thank you. That's the word I was you trying know, to... Yes, and, in and his probably grilled. And then... <laughs> but when it gets to the hallway, they just sewed it... They basically just sewed Animal's arms to his pant legs. Right. And, oh, right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's where the point where Gonzo is... Like, that's where Gonzo's just dangling. And that's where Dabney, like, he gets to... He gets to make this funny. I mean, he's in charge. When he goes down, when he goes, like, they show the close-up of the legs. But And then here's the random thing. Then the two guys with the <laughs> with the, um, ladder. The ladder. And I have, yeah, I just have to say that they, they totally picked a guy in a brown shirt. Like the most unattractive backs. I mean, he's like in a brown shirt. The other guy has paint on his coveralls, and they're just like quietly walk through. And this is again with tempo, right? This is like the scene is so animated. Like a slowly, we stop. We're walking through with a with a ladder, You're, and they, those guys right. are just looking. 
they don't look at each other. They're just like, <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah, they you just kind of they just kind of very slowly pause and watch this frantic uh, these frantic actions that are going on. Yeah, and then yeah, meander back through. You know, they're just everyday guys. Like, think of their audition. All right, turn around. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. <laughs> right, but, right. But again, that. That's where, like, the squash and stretch, um, we talked in the episode before about animation. You know, like, if you have something still that's happening in the frame, like, you know, this calm, like, little, if it was mayhem, you know. And then what I like about Dabney is, like, he, it, again, he's using range. You know, so not everybody knows physical comedy, you know. And so he's animating the two characters. And then he's got animal. But instead of just going down the hallway, he does a chaplain. Do you yeah, guys notice that? Time. Right. Yeah. To, because totally because animal is animal is grabbing onto both of his his legs, right? So he has to yeah. change the way he's running to reflect the fact that yeah. this this creature he's, is. He's being dragged he by this weird. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. yeah. He didn't have to do chaplain. He could have just come in. Like he pushed it a little bit further, so he became like this. The tramp. Yeah. You so know, for, he, for those of you who, who can't see who are listening to the podcast, Leslie just demonstrated the Charlie Chaplin tramp walk. Oh, sorry. sorry. I just I love that he waddled it. Yeah. And you know, somebody must have, you know, um, you know, like he waddles halfway down, he turns back. So he gives you another silhouette so he can show you these crazy puppets again this way. And then right, he, he turns, turns around. Profile. Yeah. He goes back. Yeah. He doesn't just go down the hall. This man is working it and it's then true. yeah and then not only that then he picks up a, one leg tries to shake it and then you know i will yeah. say this too i'm sorry i'm going off on this no this is why and we want to come on our show yes like, and, and then we go back to the the okay so we have the the back side of these two two guys that they don't they just they barely look at each other like like this is a weird day. Building. Yeah, I mean, I don't but know. Then, like, how would you react if you saw a man running around the hall holding a chicken and a strange creature with another strange creature <laughs> holding onto its legs? Well, you could either have inserted a joke there, like, like you know, oh, not this again. That's, yeah, oh, man, it's so crazy. You know, they just didn't. They didn't even comment. It was just like, it was just like so mundane but then we cut to the um <laughs> this is what i love then we cut to the doorway right and it's the muppets but who else the lady in beige right it's not a doorway <laughs> full of muppets they give the woman her sweater and her purse take precedence like again <laughs> this where is this woman her purse looks like it's macrame like i'm like i'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with this like you know, they could have put more Muppets in the doorway, but no. And it's not, it's just her, her head's cut off. It's just her torso. It's just that you know, sweater. I, I didn't even really notice that but because the Muppets are doing a very funny little uh, visual thing here where they're, they're sort of uh, looking back and forth down the hall. Like they're watching a tennis match, but right? yeah, you're right. <laughs> we also have this, this lady with, we can't even see her head. Yeah. That's really funny. No, it's just, and they, it's like, we have to see this woman's purse. It's literally, <laughs> it's featuring your little macrame sweater and purse. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously just, that's a choice. I mean, they, they didn't have to put her 
purse in the in the frame there. No, so. they could have filled that space with um they could have filled that space with Muppets. And that's what I like when when parts of the real world gets knocked right up against the absurdity and the you know, it just I I don't know. It's a texture thing. It's a it's just like it's funny to me that we have a close up of that woman's hand on her handbag. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, so funny. Okay. I have never noticed. Yeah, you could have put, you know, Rolf is under her bag. You know, yeah. they could have put some uh, another Janice could have. Right, we there, don't. Yeah, Dr. Know? Teeth right. and Janice right. are not present in this shot. So they easily could have put them in there, but they're not there. Instead, it's this lady's handbag. Yeah. Right. And wow. and then so you see back and forth and then the next thing, I'm sorry, right up. The next thing you see and you go you see Dabney going one way. The next thing, you know, you cut back and forth. He's coming from a different part of the hallway. And now Camilla is moved up to his ear. Yes. And Which and is, oh. the other thing. So it's another physical, like, you talk about different poses and everything. So this is yet another opportunity for him to be a puppeteer because he's having to hold that puppet to his ear and act like it is, you know, he even says, please get off my yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, he does. He does such a great job of making it sound like real pain. Oh when yeah, Camilla is biting him, and I'm like, sure it is painful to have a chicken bite your ear with all of its strength. Right, but like he's holding Camilla, he's doing the the biting really, yes. and he's also Animal reacting as though he's being murdered. You know, yeah. like it's yeah. great. Animal it's is so like on his leg like a poodle. He's holding, <laughs> so he's he's got that physical thing happening on his leg again he's puppeteering animal on his leg gonzo on his left hand and then he's his face i mean he's so passionate about this <laughs> think of how exhausting the scene must have been for him and That's then you true. cut to the doorway and you see that purse again see <laughs> 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 that lady's purse what is the purse thinking about all this <laughs> Oh, I will never know. Yeah. Well, um, again, that lady in her purse is there when the, the police come and pick him up, you know? Yeah. Well, and she actually, I mean, what I, one of the things I love about that. So after he gets back there, the police drag him away, like you say. And I love the way that Dabney Coleman yells, where were you when I needed you? To the <laughs> Which I, I'm not even sure what that's referring to. No. Like, did he call the cops to help him with something and they didn't show up then, you know, or something? I mean, I guess it's like, why didn't you intervene sooner while these three weird I guess so. I guess so, yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you're supposed to protect me, you know, serve right. and protect, but right. he was, right. they were there to bust him, but then yeah. he's be, being attacked, right? right. So your policeman right. stopped the attack. Right, of course, he was the one who instigated it. Right. Yeah. But that line reading is hilarious. But then, um, then the woman runs as they drag him away. The woman runs down the hallway and yells, um, like, I, I want my money. Or, and it's like, like she's going to get it back right now. Like, yeah, he's, being, like he's being booked and yeah. he's going to like give her back her money, you know, $300. She's going to follow them to the police station, make sure he gets booked. She's going to be following his case very closely. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah. So the, the, there are more things that happen. 
in these <laughs> in these minutes. But before we move on, I want to jump back to right before this. Um, when Animal says "bad man," mm-hmm. that was that was inexplicably edited out of the 1999 VHS release, and it's also missing from the Blu-ray release. Is it is it missing from the blue? So that must be that mm-hmm. same master or the whatever. Same, I yeah, guess. I think that's where they they took it from the same source. But isn't that weird? It's very weird. Well, because I had this movie taped off the Disney Channel when I was a kid. I think I've said that on the show. And then when that new VHS release came out in 1999, I bought it at Suncoast Video. Right. And, and I remember Suncoast watching it. Suncoast Video. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I love that Suncoast gets that kind of reaction from you. Um, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. But my friend Jason and I were all hyped up to watch, you know, clean VHS transfer of Muppets Take Manhattan. And when Animal's mouth opened and he didn't say anything, we were both just like, what? Well, no, oh. bad man. Uh, you know? So it's not even that they cut the shot. It's that he no. he opens his mouth and doesn't, and no sound comes he, out at right, all. Right, At least oh, on that wait, theater. Just wait, going, just, ah, you know, but no sound. Yeah. Wow. They, they just muted out the words bad man. And I, I don't know why. I, I tried to look when I was researching for this episode. I, I mean, I can't think of any like censorship reasons that they would do that. Right. It's so. not like animals swearing at him. <laughs> right like, that's really weird right? but um yeah isn't I, it I, I i it just seems like it must have been a mistake yeah like something happened so. in the transfer process is, is animals um voice in there at all i'm trying to remember i think it's the three times that he says bad man are just silent that is that's so my weird. memory of it from, from 20 years ago so, Again, yeah that's you know, even unless weirder than they I thought. lost yeah, unless they, like you said, in the transfers, somehow Animal's tracks didn't make it. I mean, yeah. because that's weird. You think, like, if they say, oh, we can't say bad man, you're going to have to loop, blah, blah, you know, something. Right, right. That's but yeah, interesting. It's just, it's just that he opens his mouth and makes no sound. What are some other hmm. two-syllable uh, things that they could have dropped in that would have been, <laughs> like... Um, Get him, or you know, yeah, yeah, like uh, you stink. mustache, yeah, <laughs> yeah, buffalo mustache. bow wouldn't fit, <laughs> buffalo <Yeah>. bow. <laughs> <laughs> what? Debbie Coleman starred in a show called The Buffalo Bill right before. This. I know that's what you're saying, but that's so random. I don't know, it was <laughs> weird. Yeah, What's you've got mail. Why, why yeah. couldn't he say Ahab? Yeah. yeah. He could have been just reading that's, the poster. That's Ahab. why Animal is so mad. He went to see Martin Price's musical Ahab and he didn't like it. So Ahab! Ahab! Yeah, yeah that would have been you know, good. Um, I brought up a little bit where this is reminds me of a Marx Brothers film a little bit because, um, you know, when they were in the hallway, just before we leave that, when the woman goes running by, you know, before Dabney comes back in with all the curtis for I expected to see animal chasing the woman. Oh right, yeah. It feels huh. like that's gonna be animal chasing. I her. thought that was that's what's gonna happen, but she was just running away from him. Right. And uh, and and you mean that's like a harpo bit? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like like harpo chasing a random woman? Yeah. 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 They do have that in common. Right. Which I <laughs> which like this is not a shock uh, for anyone who's been following the show, but I think Ryan and I have discussed that on the show before. 
you know, like yeah, the similarity between Harpo. He has a lot of Harpo Marxism. In one of the yeah. other movies. But uh, yeah, the Marx yeah. Brothers have come up a number of times on this podcast. Well, but we're, we're both like, I mean, I think that was like the first non-Muppet thing you and I ever discussed, Ryan. Was right, That is actually, actually true. You know? Yes, that's correct. So like, yeah. What, it's the not, Marx Brothers? Yeah, we're, we're, we bonded over the Marx Brothers like 20 years ago, like before we'd ever <laughs> met in person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so cute. Yeah, oh, Marx- look what I learned about you guys on this the- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Marx Brothers and the Muppets bring people together. It's true. You probably would like um, the movie Imposters because that's a lot like a Marx Brothers film. Um, Stanley Tucci and Oliver Platt. And it's very, you know, Alice Jenny, Tony Shalhoub, all these like uh, uh, Billy Connolly, all these great. Uh, I don't know if I've heard of this. All the- Oh my Stanley, gosh! The, Stanley Tucci directed that, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and that I've heard of it. I've never of a, seen it. Of a Marx Brothers film, it's really the opening scene and everything, and it's um, yeah. Billy Connolly used to enter my um in this coffee shop um in Los Angeles. I used to go to. He used to like I meet my friend there, and he would overhear our conversations and just jive in. Well, here's what I think. And he would just enter our conversations all the time. This oh, I love about that. The podcast, though, no, but that's, <laughs> no, that's a fun story. Um, but but yeah. listeners, if you, if you like the Marx brothers, um, the imposters is great characters there over the top. You know, they had a great, time with that so thanks for that recommendation yeah me too and actually Um, i feel like we should ask you this now leslie do you have a favorite marx brothers movie oh wow um there are actually more marx brothers movies than than muppet movies so it's even harder yeah i know i can't answer that you know i really can't um but sure no worries i'm not gonna Uh, i'm not gonna do it i'm always gonna have to go for duck soup yeah, me me too. If, although monkey business is real close. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think monkey business is the dark horse, frankly. Like I think it's such a great movie. Yeah. Um, but really, any any Muppet fan who's never seen those movies should watch them because probably and in like fact, them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Duck Soup or Monkey Business would be a great place to start for a Muppet fan who hasn't seen the Marx Brothers before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's so let's get back to this Muppet movie that we yeah. were in the oh middle of. Yes. Um, so when they get back after Martin, Pri- Martin Price is gone, uh, <laughs> Kermit asks Gonzo if he's okay. And Gonzo says, I just saw my whole life flash before my nose, which is so, <laughs> like, what a dumb joke. I love Good. it so much. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Camilla groans and Gonzo says she's hyperventilating. She needs mouth to beak resuscitation. And then, like, sets about giving her mouth to beak resuscitation while the scene continues in front of him, which yes. I love. Yeah. I um, love that because whoever, you know, you know whoever wrote that line was so happy to write that. Like, oh, I love this line. I get to say, you know, you know, Dave Gold's like, oh, God, I'm so glad I get to say this line today. Because sometimes you're like, oh, my God, look what I get to say today. I used to get that with, like, Things that I'm like, Paul, or Paul will say, oh my God, look what Abby gets to say. Or I'm like, oh my gosh. Aww, you know, so I think that's one of those things when you get to say a line like that, you're just like, ah, my day's complete. Sure. Um, I love that in puppeteering wise, mm-hmm. in that scene that you can see that the, you know, that Camilla's breath is like, like a bellows. Like yeah. if you look closely, she's like, oh, 
Like he's blowing her up like a bellows. It's not a subtle chess move. It's no, it like really a- appears right. like Gonzo is blowing air into Camilla's into Camilla's lungs. Yeah. And then the nod to Groucho Marx. Right after he says, I think we're engaged. And he, he does, does the, the eyebrows, double yeah. He does the Groucho Marx. Like if he had a if he had a cigar there, cigar. you know, he'd go like that. I think we're engaged. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, well, that's true. And um, but yeah, so although I actually wanted to say about about Gonzo saying, I think we're engaged. What the day that I my wife Rosalind and I got engaged, actually, <gasps> in real life, we told Ryan and our friend Joe Hennes both the same way, which was by taking a phone video of that clip and texting it to them. <gasps> and it said something like, This is true of Gonzo and me, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> That is so awesome. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Oh, thank I you. What a great way, you know, yeah, to share somebody. It was, it was, it was actually Roz's idea. So I, I have to give her uh, credit. For, I, like I should credit her. Yeah. But, thus this uh, no, confirming that you were making a great choice. The, exactly. There you go. Ah. Uh, my friend um, just most recently let me know. Um, that um, she was um, pregnant by dressing her two dogs in, in onesies that said um, soon to be big brother and soon to be big sister. <laughs> and she put it on her dogs. I'm like, okay, you're getting a puppy or are you pregnant? Like it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So yours was a little more on the nose. Gonzo sure. nose. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and we actually had uh, gone the, Gonzo and Camilla action figures on our wedding cake. That was our cake. Oh, <gasps> yeah, oh my it was, gosh. It was pretty cute. It was pretty cute. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I was actually going to say though, before Gonzo says, I think we're engaged. Piggy's the one who says, is Camilla all right? Which is a pretty rare moment of empathy for Miss Piggy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice to hear Piggy actually showing concern for someone other than herself and Kermit. I'm right. so glad you brought that up because that, really, really stands out. You know, it, it, it really is such a warm spot, you yeah. know, of, of sister friend. And I, I think, yeah, that's a nice moment after all that went happened. Like everybody's like, yeah, but is she okay? Does anybody, was anybody witnessing what I'm witnessing? You know? So that was really beautiful. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't I mind seeing a little more of that from Piggy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, um, but so then, what else? Uh, Fozzie is upset that Martin didn't want to put the show on. And Kermit says, come on, everybody. We're going to get the show on Broadway. And that's how we end. We hear the last, we hear the first, like, five seconds of You Can't Take No for an Answer, which we will discuss next week. But, Leslie, you won't be here next week. So a- any thoughts about that song you want to share? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I feel like um, I've talked so much. Um, that, that's great. That's it's been great. Yeah. Um. Any anything else you want to talk about though before we go? Oh my gosh! I just well, first of all, thank you. I just feel like this these four minutes was such a meal. You know, I mean, it was such a you know, it was. J- it, it was just a great scene. There was just so much in this, um, you know, everything from the door opening, closing. It was just, it was, it was so, it was like watching an animation cartoon 
you know, classic physical comedy, just visually, the way it's shot, the up close of, you know, Dabney with this chicken on his ear in pain. I mean, just, you know, being hauled away backwards, screaming, you know, just all those things. I, I just, what a feast. I would yeah. like to reenact the scene. You know, we used to do, I used to be part of this thing called the Actors Lounge. And actually Lolly, my puppet Lolly was one of the puppets that were in the Actors Lounge. People would do uh-huh. scenes with her. Um, yeah, Lolly did Agnes of God. And um, <laughs> we were just talking about that. I got to find it. And also um, something from Avatar. But sometimes we would pick clips and we'd re- would reenact them. And um, so I just think if one day a bunch of us just got together and reenacted that. That would be great. Would be great. And um, and we yeah. always love it when a when we ask a guest like, do you have anything that you a, like a specific scene that you'd like to talk about? And when a guest says, "Yeah, I really want to do this scene because of this reason," it's we we love hearing that. And when you were saying that you wanted to talk about Dabney Coleman being a puppeteer, it was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a great idea." Yeah, yeah, he sure. sold that scene. He connected on so many levels, and he he took it. I mean, he really, he really was a physical comedian and a puppeteer in that and just, and his, and the banter, you know, just like I said, starting really nice and cool. He had somewhere to go, you know, just the way it came back, little subtle, everything. And then just boom, build, 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 build. He's just like screaming, where were you when I needed you? You know, just amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Ryan, anything else you wanted to talk about before we go? Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about the character of Martin Price slash Murray Plotsky. And this, you know, we're going to see more. This is going to become more evident as we get into the movie. But this movie does not actually have a villain. This is the first Muppet movie not to have a villain. And he's actually the closest thing, unless you count like the taxi that hits Kermit and gives him amnesia, which I wouldn't <laughs> count. But, um, yeah. and, and I can kind of envision a, like a, an alternate version of this story where the Muppets end up signing some kind of contract with Martin Price and he keeps like squeezing money out of them or, you know, right. keeps well, making and, false promises or kind of sabotaging the show. Well, and D- Dabney Coleman fits in really well with like Charles Durning and Charles Groden. Absolutely, you know, too. Yeah. Like, you you can imagine him taking on that role in like in a bigger capacity. Yeah, know? I could easily see him being the villain of the whole movie. I think the villain is the disillusionment of yeah. them. Right. And I think like you know, they've gone from door to door to door, right? So the antagonist is you know what they learn to be the truth about, you know, they were so just off the bus and wide eyed and stuff thinking like, we're just going to go out there and we're going to nail it, you know? And so it is, you're, it's the, the, the villain or the antagonist is, um, you know, you're up against a world that doesn't quite, isn't what you thought it was and doesn't see things the way you see things. And, And, um, and that's a tricky movie to write. So it is, they have like these little layers and there's just like moments where, you know, 
and and maybe you know Kermit is his own antagonist because it finally gets to him. You know, I don't know. It's very interesting. Sure. Yeah, and it's sort of like this is almost like if you went in watching this for the first time, not knowing anything about it, you might think that. Martin Price was going to be the villain when he asked them for the $300. So it's almost like mm-hmm. they, they sort of introduce the character who could have been the villain if this were a little bit more like the first two movies. And then it's like, like okay, now we got that out of the way. This is a more grounded Muppet movie. It's a more sort of realistic Muppet movie. So the, the real villain is their, you know, yeah, their disappointment and they're, they're trying and failing to make their dream happen. Right. Yeah. 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 It's hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a, Very and it's a different kind of Muppet movie. So it is, yeah. and we will discuss more of it next time. But that is it for today. So, listeners, uh, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the place. You can find us everywhere. You can follow Ryan on, on Twitter at me Ryan Rowe. And Leslie, can you remind the listeners where they can find you? Okay. Well, um, the best place I think for me is my website, LeslieCarlRudolph.com. I don't do a lot of stuff there, but we are posting things on Lolly Lard Pops page and sometimes any kind of upcoming events or like things that Lolly might be hosting or we, we do a lot of outreach and stuff. We're going to be renting some of our cabaret content. Then you we're and Lolly on- have been keeping very busy recently. We have been super busy, especially you know, doing during this time where everybody is in need of content and some light to balance what's going on. Um, we're also on Instagram and, you know, Lolly Lard Pop, we have a Facebook page and it's somehow hooked up to Twitter. So I guess there's a, a Lolly Lard yes. Pop Twitter. Lolly Lard Pop is also on Twitter. But the thing is, is it's mostly me posting videos and funny content or bad jokes and stuff. So it's not exactly a tweet, but it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. and, and, and also, and thank you so much for being here. Yes, again, thank Leslie. you. It's, it's been a real joy. Oh, well, for me too. Thanks for letting me nerd out over it. You know. Oh, of course. Yeah, any anytime. Yeah. Um, and and listeners, we are not going to ask you for three hundred dollars a piece, but we are <laughs> asking you to give us a positive review on your podcatcher of choice. I mean, hey, if they want to give us three hundred dollars a piece, we do have a PayPal donation link on the website. That, so. That's oh, that's oh true. We do. <laughs> uh, Lolly Lardpop has a podcast too. I just, you know, we haven't done them in a long time, but Lolly's Radio Playdate. It's true. You can find that wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, and that's fun. I'm telling you, it is um, <laughs> that there's a lot to listen to. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I've actually, I've been meaning to listen to that with my kids. and We, listen yet, to, we, we really should. should. Yeah. Listen to Camp Blart. Um, that's such a fun series. 21 episodes, 21 through 25. But the live episodes are a little bit longer because they were actually live shows. But we have a live sure. band, you know, and it's original awesome. music. Yeah. Yeah, we'll ch- I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Uh, And listeners, tell all your friends about the show and join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye. Batman.